We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? When we teachers believe the lies that are told to us. Lies like I'll never be enough as a teacher. Our jobs, when we sign on to be teachers, are never, never done. It's just how it is. It is what it is. I don't know of any college prep or student teaching experience that can actually prepare a teaching candidate for what's really to come when you close that door and it's just you and your kids. (laughs) What are some of the ways that you don't feel enough? Ugh. Society's sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I think it's for me. It's it's the the whole workload thing. It, it's never ending. I mean, never ending. And so it's it's not like you go to a nine to five job and you say, okay, these are today's tasks, and I'm going to finish, and then they're done. And the next day, it's going to be a new set of tasks. This is not. It's nothing like that. It's never ending. It never stops. The pile of papers is bottomless. You can go home, you can take all those papers home and you can grade them and you come back the next day and what have you got? Another pile, right? Yes. You can be sick for two days and you think, oh good, I'll just have my new pile from, let's say you're sick Monday and Tuesday and you think you'll just have your pile from Wednesday and you come in and surprise, a note from the substitute that it says, the note says, (laughs) oh my God, the note says, I thought you'd like to look over these so I didn't grade them for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, thank you. Yeah. It's um it's just it's ugh. it goes on and on. And in today's day and age, it's not even the papers. The papers are just the beginning of it. So much of the job isn't teaching anymore. It's data management. It's mm-hmm. I have to get my numbers in this computer program to report them. I mm-hmm. have to, you know, I have and to artifact collections. You have you have to have more papers for artifacts, and yeah. you can have you can have them online too. But you still have to file and organize them. And that's more important than teaching. You know, mm-hmm. we went into the job wanting to be teachers and work with the kids, but you have all this other crap that you have to do. I mean, yeah, yep. and the focus on the test scores is never enough. And I think it's taken away from who we're trying to really focus on. And that's the kids and their learning. Right. And taking those tests, high scores prove that you're a good test taker. I'm here to tell you, I've taken tests that I didn't even study for when I was a student. And I've gotten the highest scores on them. Some of us are good test takers and some of us aren't. And it doesn't mean that a bad test taker is someone who isn't smart and who hasn't really studied. That's right. And they blame the teachers. They blame us if the kids' scores aren't good. And a lot of times you've got kids with issues and they, they could care less about taking a test and they just kind of rush through it. But, you know, they blame us for it. And it's really Right. So you, you always have that hanging over your head. Yeah. The test. 
The yeah. test. And then the what test. you said, Deanne, about needs, what's that saying? It goes through my head. Um, before you can take care of the Bloom's taxonomy, you got to take care of the Maslow's hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if so many of the kids that we have, they come to school and it's mind blowing the things that they're dealing with. And yet, you know, yeah. we're supposed to, we're supposed to teach them and, you know, who cares about learning how to read or do something when, you know, you're having these horrible things going on at home and, and we never learned that in, in college, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's really tough. Yeah. I think that's like it a is. big thing with society's message is, is um, that, you know, we're not enough. And if you look back over the, the history of education and, and what has been put on public education's to-do list, it just keeps getting longer and longer. And, and a lot of what we do now would have been done by parents 20 years mm -hmm. ago. And yet in the court of public opinion, we are on trial all the time. Yeah. That's all right. the time. Yes. And we don't do enough. We don't do enough. And, and we have... You know, we don't have a whole year of school. We have half a year or whatever, and uh, we get paid too much, and, you know, it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> paid too much. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Well, there's the lie. <laughs> there's, there's a big lie. That's a yeah. lie. <laughs> so, say, go ahead. Say the people who have just finished paying to set up their classrooms. Oh, no kidding. Talk about, sure. talk about a lie. I mean, think about that whole, the whole thing of I'm not enough and what we believe. And I mean, just look at the Pinterest. All you have to do is go on Pinterest to feel like. Not oh my God. Yeah. I start avoiding Pinterest for that very reason. Because <laughs> then I'm never enough. No. And we do it to ourselves right. as teachers right. too. Right. We compare mm -hmm. um, ourselves with our colleagues. Right. We compare ourselves with, with the ideal that we see on Pinterest. Um, to the point sometimes where we lose point of, we lose the sight of what is our actual purpose. Um, talk about setting up a classroom. Holy cow. And when is enough? Well, that's just it. You walk into your government-sponsored classroom and you say to yourself, whether you say it out loud or not, this room isn't enough. And then you get busy shopping for everything that you need to make mm -hmm. it enough, to make it, not even if it's not Pinterest-worthy, you want it to be comfortable for the students. You want it to be a great learning environment. And where does the money come to do that, to outfit it? It's all out of Absolutely. your pocket. Yeah. And I find myself having conversations with myself about, you know, sometimes, especially the closer it gets to school, the more the buying increases. And it's probably anxious <laughs> yep. yep. to, oh, my God, in a few days, there's going to be a lot of my life about my life that I can't control. But I can control this pretty glittery chandelier hanging from the ceiling tiles that are <laughs> exactly. desk, you know, um, you know, and I right. have these conversations with myself in, in the Target checkout. Now, do I really, really need this crap? And the answer, no. Yeah, because it's going to make your classroom yeah, and better. It's, at that point. In your mind, right. in At your that mind, point, right? It, it's a very emotional. It's a totally emotional thing, right? It's, it's, it's buying therapy. If you're a good teacher, you could teach like outside in like a, a box. You know, it, it doesn't matter. The room does not matter. You know, except 
you're teaching. That's what's the important thing. But when we tell ourselves we, we're not enough, it does matter. Yes. Yeah. We got to we got to stop doing to, that, ladies. What yeah. does believing that lie we aren't enough cause in our professional and personal lives? What does that cause? So we have these fight or flight responses. And when I was a new teacher, I remember my response was more fight. I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to talk as loud as I need to talk to get my point across. And if I have to have 20 conferences with that parent to make them see it my way, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, as you get more experienced and a little bit older, it becomes more of a flight response. It's like, what can I walk away from? What can I take two steps back from? And I used to come in my last couple of years and say, I'd make an announcement. I'm retiring. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> yeah, I'm retiring. And friends, would, and friends would say, when? You know, with shock on their faces. And I'd say, Tuesday. That was always my answer. Tuesday. is <laughs> a good day for a lot of things. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, I, I've got that, um, I've got that marathon runner mentality. I used to, to run marathons long time ago. And, you know, when I would train for a marathon, I would have like this hyper focus, right? Eyes on the prize, Mm -hmm. you know, friends wanted to go out Friday night after work. And I was like, no, I have to be up at seven in the morning on Saturday and I'm running 12 miles tomorrow. I can't do that. Right. I can't have that beer. It's a hyper focus, like nothing else mattered, but this training schedule. Well, this past week I had those personal challenges of I'm not enough. Our whole school was be had been renovated. I had 70 boxes delivered to my classroom. Everything was in boxes and I didn't get in until Wednesday at 1 PM. And I had to set up my classroom. Talk about focus. I ate poorly. I I didn't exercise. I think I was in, I pulled 14 hours in one day. And when I went home, it suddenly occurred to me, I had to pee. I had to pee. (laughs) I'd been in a brand new thought. I still have not seen the bathroom in the building because I was so hyper-focused. I forgot to drink, which meant you know, and there I yep. was in no air conditioning and I was setting up my classroom and I wasn't taking care of my basic needs. It's, it's huge. Right. I think, um, you know, there's another thing too, speaking of basic needs. Um, when I, in middle school, we had like 20 minutes to eat lunch and like, you're gobbling it up, you know, to get to your classroom. The kids are gobbling it up. I don't know if it's that way in, in elementary school. Do you have more time? Some some do and some don't. You had 40. We we used to have 30 for lunch and 30 for recess. And the teacher theoretically Mm -hmm. had an hour. Oh, wow. And we theoretically. And it's duty free, but it's not. It's not. No, it never is. You always have kids with you and, and, and they love coming in, especially when the weather isn't so good. They love to be your best friend then well, and come and, and sit honest, and have lunch now, with you. Now, I average about two to three lunch meetings a week. Uh-huh. They don't even really have lunch. You know, right. And, and your colleagues will schedule, schedule them. No. It's not just meetings with kids or parents. 
don't have official work, you know, other or, work related or, meetings. Quote unquote volunteer meetings <laughs> because they but they'll, but then oh, you feel like you hell those? if you don't volunteer to attend the meeting because everyone else is. And it, it's uh, right. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, and what about multitasking? I got to tell you, like, the, the older I get, the harder. I mean, I can multitask like nobody's business, but holy crap, do I feel anxious at the end of the day? Like, I, I don't think I know how to sit anymore. Yeah. Very difficult. You have to be able to multitask as a teacher. I don't think you could get by if you didn't, you know? But then it spills over into every other facet of exactly. your life. And you're, right. you're multitasking mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And, and if not you're not right. thinking about teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and as for those marathon runners, because I know some teachers who are runners too, I wonder what they think of while they're te- while they're running. I know what they think of while they're teaching. That was stupid. Uh, but while they're running, are they really just focusing on, you know, their breathing and their steps and their distance? Or is all of the teaching stuff running through their minds? Because I know that w- I've been in yoga class. Yep, I was, in I was yoga just class. thinking the same I, thing. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, they tell you to leave all of that other stuff behind and just relax. The whole... The first 10 minutes is just trying to relax. And um, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I hope I get some time to work in my room. Yeah. And I also in yoga, the hardest part for me was always Shavasana at the end because you're just laying there and I want to just get up and bolt out of the room to start working. It's terrible. You have things to do. You have six or seven things to do on your mind. How do you clear your mind? Running did it because it wasn't just going for a three miler. It was like, you know, I'm going to run for three hours today. And, and because that's what it is. You, you top out at 20 some miles and that's like three or more hours of running. And, um, you know, it emptied me. It emptied everything. Um, and so much. It was incredible. And that's why that I must have been at it. And now feeling. that I can't do it anymore, yeah. it took me a long time to find something that could take its place. Um, yeah. You know what else is a good yeah. feeling? What? Your candy drawer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, think about this. When's the last time as we, as, as teachers Talk about multitasking and how ingrained it is in us because we don't feel good enough. How, when's the last time you were able to watch a TV show and not do something else at the same time? Right. I can't never. sit yeah. still. I can't do it. Never. Never. I can't either. The only, the only place I can, I can go and not be multitasking is in movie theater. Or or to a live play. Right, because you're forced to I, not do anything else but enjoy. Yeah, you can't take your teacher back yeah. into the movie theater and your, your flare pen and start to mark papers. You can't do it. Although now, although now with all of the movie theaters having those lounge chairs yeah. and it's dark and cool, half the time I'm dead asleep by, you know. That's <laughs> right, because you didn't realize so, how tired yeah. you really were. And, and talk and talk about lack of a personal life. Sure, I have never attended in my mm-hmm. teaching life a Memorial Day mm-hmm. or Labor Day event. What? No, 
now because Memorial Day, I'm always getting report cards ready and, you know, and getting my data and my artifacts together. And Labor Day, I'm getting ready for the new school year to start right after Labor Day. I don't go to anything those weekends. And now that I'm retired, it just seems like something really foreign to me. So I, ladies, I don't even know. I don't know what I would do. We are if I went our own to worst enemies when yeah. it comes so, to this I'm not enough lie that, that we believe that we believe um it can really mess us up all of this not enough state of mind can also lead to unhealthy work relationships and depression um i was just want to say something about that before i know all these things that we go through it can be depressing and anxiety provoking and you can't be good for yourself or, or the kids or anything when when that's going on so you really do yeah. have to um do something like exercise run to to get yourself into a better state of mind it's like when you're on a plane and they tell you if you know if you're in a situation mm-hmm. where you need oxygen, yeah. you have to put your mask on first. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Very true. Take care of I, you. I think that um, mm-hmm. as a profession, we suffer from side eye syndrome. Um, yeah, side eye syndrome, and it can happen in two ways. Oh, you're yeah. either side eyeing <laughs> your colleagues as if you're in a race, right, and you're jostling for the finish line, and you're wanting to. <laughs> exactly. Or you're sitting or you're there wondering your judgment you're going, enough. I'm winning, I'm winning, and she's not, I'm winning. Or <laughs> or you're like, oh my God, yeah. she's staying again, and I have to go. And so there's like a comparison sometimes I think that we do. Yeah. A lot. Or why is yeah. her oh, desk sure. so clean all the time? <laughs> And how and how yeah. are those papers grading themselves before they land in the basket? And why does and how come so she never nice has to call someone to pee? <laughs> right? Why? Why? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So so I was walking past a kindergarten room once. I I was carrying papers and walking fast so that nobody could ask me to do anything because I was really (laughs) determined to get back to my room and work. And I swear this kindergarten teacher reached out and grabbed my arm and pulled me into her room (laughs) and left. She had to go to the bathroom that badly. And I'm there with these teeny people (laughs) with sorting mats. They're doing some sorting thing on the mat. And I didn't know what was going on. And a five-year-old had to explain it to me. <laughs> I have never oh, spent a Greta, longer you like five you minutes in my day? entire life. <laughs> or or no, here's another I way that here's another way that uh, talk about impacting work relationships. You know, each year that passes, and and we all I know we all go through it. We stress eat. And then I sit there and I look around me and I'm like, how come so-and-so never gains an ounce, but all I have to do is look at my class list and I put 10 pounds on. (laughs) Every time. Every time. I'm like, seriously. she's a marathon runner. (laughs) The secretary will hand me my class list and I swear there are years that I probably gained weight just looking at it because I knew what was in yep. anticipation. Yep. 
the anxiety. So, ladies, how do you talk yourself Absolutely. out of believing this lie of I'm not enough? How do we remember the truth? I'm kind of laughing because I'm remembering almost like one of those Saturday Night Live skits or something looking in the mirror, you know, saying, I am enough. I am good. Just having that self-talk. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh yeah. darn it. People right. like me. <laughs> I remember well, that. Also, you know, we tell our kids this all the time. I read them a book called I Am Enough. It's a picture book. And then we talk about how we are enough and how we shouldn't compare ourselves to the kids, but I have to remember that for myself when I want to start comparing, when I start looking at gorgeous rooms on Instagram or Pinterest, that oh, I am yeah. enough and I'm the best teacher for my kids. Well, one thing that I've always done is I cannot throw away those notes and letters that I get from students and parents thanking me for the wonderful You don't want to throw had. those away. Yeah. You have to keep them. No, I take them out. And if I'm feeling like I'm not enough, I read them. Absolutely. And then I know I've made a difference. <laughs> you know, and the thing, too, is like a normal person doesn't work 14 hours a day and feel guilty about yeah. not doing enough. I think what we do. That, for me, yeah. is a big thing. I, I actually have I a conversation know, with tough. myself. Sometimes when I feel that inadequate, I actually will, I will actually say, what would a normal person do? Normal. But, but. I guess I guess no, 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 no. another way of saying that <laughs> is what would a person who's who not in teaching person? do? And a person who's not in teaching would eat their frickin' lunch ah, okay. without interruption. And a Exactly. Yeah. And a person who yeah. and they go to the yeah, bathroom and a when person they have to who's pee. not right. a teacher not would not have a problem leaving at the end of the day. And feeling guilty. Exactly. Right. Time's up. That's right. And they don't have to take a lot of homework home either. Right. They and, don't have papers. And then a person who's not a teacher, when they go That's home right. and they eat yes. dinner with their family and interact with their loved ones, they don't feel guilty about doing that. And so I think... For me, that's been like a really big thing. What does a person who's not a teacher do? And that helps me kind of have um, a realistic view of, really, Tracy, are you really this in feeling this inadequate? Are those really inadequacies or is that just skewed thinking? You know? Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah. I think to keep realistic... So what's going to happen if you don't finish grading those papers? What's going to happen if you don't have a fabulous lesson the next day, right? It won't stop. Teaching doesn't stop. Learning won't stop. And it just keeps in perspective. And, and those, if you read your notes, go back and read your letters and notes. Those aren't the things that the kids Never. remember no. anyway. Yeah, it's like we're our own worst enemies. It's like we decide whether a paper has to get corrected or the, the things have to get put in by tomorrow. And the kids, the kids don't usually care. And I used to just say to them, look, you've taken a test, but I'm not going to get it in tomorrow. I don't know when I'm going to get it in. But you'll get yeah. it. And they accepted that. You know? Well, it shows <laughs> so you're that human. Helps. Yeah, I, I think you, 
Yeah. Right. You were on to something there too, Deanne. We mm-hmm. are the ones who decide for Absolutely ourselves that we're not enough. And it's so, time to switch. Ladies, we're almost out of time. Yes. So I'm going to ask yes. you, how are we going to move towards the truth with this? What's your go-to strategy to see past this lie and get to the truth? Deanne, why don't you start us out? Okay, um, I really like Reda's idea for one, you know, start to read over your the, the letters and notes that you've gotten from your parents because the parents, because that just really means a lot. And, you know, they're not going to say good things about you if you don't really deserve them. And you're not going to get nice notes and things from the kids hey, if, if you're not doing what you need to be doing, if you're not a good teacher. And uh, the other thing that I just, one other thing is positive aff- affirmations. We really have to just say to ourselves, Yes. Good. I can do it. I'm a good teacher. Rather have so a on. super teacher. Super teacher. <laughs> you unicorn teacher. How about you, Retta? <laughs> I had to get unicorns in there somewhere. <laughs> unicorn. Sparkles and glitter and unicorns. What? I just said it. <laughs> You know what? If I can't be enough, I'm going to be the best darn me that I can be. And that and that should be good enough for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Be you. That's That's right. Just exactly. Just do five, two, (laughs) one. Don't let social media be your standard. Right. And we all just post our very best selves out there. And we have to just remember we're doing what's best for our own kids. But the other thing, a little bit off topic, but on this topic, have you guys seen that YouTube yeah. video of that little girl? She's yeah. about three, two or three years old, standing in front of the bathroom mirror, yelling, I'm good enough. I am pretty enough or whatever it is. Well, she is now, no, she's in college now, but she was one of my former students. And her dad oh. her doing her it. self-talk. Links. Yeah, I that self-talk and that self-reflection, oh I think my, that's my okay. go-to is, is wow. asking yourself, what, does, what would a non-teacher do in this situation? How would they feel in this situation? And then to go on with what Kathy said, remember the movie The Help? And the, the maid and, and then and the... The maid says to the little girl, I love that movie. He was pretty. Yeah, that book. He was kind. Mm-hmm. He was smart. You know, and, and maybe giving ourselves a little bit of grace yes. and, ha- and having those conversations with ourselves, which sounds so much like psycho babble, but you know what? There's truth to it. it- yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Say it to yourself pie. and don't right. trust a pie if someone bakes you one. <laughs> Please make sure that you tune in for our um, next podcast. We'll be continuing on this thread, having conversations about lies that teachers are told and that we believe over the next few weeks. Join us next week for our discussion of lie number two. Nice teachers don't speak up. Until next time, be sure to check out our blogs and the program notes. Keep it real, and we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you again. 